It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Oh my God! everybody to Doc and Jock's Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 63 on this podcast. I have some horrible news that took place on Friday for myself. Also, a Power Ranger is running the ropes. And of course, we're going to review Raw and SmackDown. Doing it with me, as always, he's the one, he's the only, he is the Doc, John Macaroon. What's up, cuz? That was Mean Gene's WWE theme. Oh, was it? Yep. Oh, it was a very, very sad episode today because yes. Mean Gene has passed away. Earlier in our prep, we realized that, oh, no. Ah, oh, man. On Wednesday, it was announced from WWE's Twitter account that Mean Gene Okerlund, the longtime ring announcer of the World Wrestling Federation, has passed away at the age of 76. And uh, you're looking at me like, what is this theme? Yeah. That was Mean Gene's entrance theme. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Everybody usually gets something. And yeah. obviously wrestlers, they're more distinct. Mm-hmm. And Mean Gene's was that. And uh, he was a guy that was legendary. He will be missed. Everybody's now uh, on Twitter memorializing him, sharing their memories of a guy that just was, you know, kind of like an everyman. Just a guy that was really funny, that was a character that was immortalized by Hulk Hogan and all the great interviews, Andre the Giant. There are so many great memories that we all recall of Mean Gene Okerlund. He had a great life, and he you know, was a, a guy that we all will remember as having a part of our childhood when we would watch the guy with the mustache that would interview these wrestlers that had a personality, and it just sucks now to realize that, man, he was 76 years old, and uh, we still seen him a little bit on the network with some reality specials and things like that, but he was a great guy and a great announcer and just someone that was just part of the WWE scene back in the day. He was one of the best. If you go and you ever have a chance, go on YouTube and type in Ultimate Warrior promos. Yeah. Because Ultimate Warrior would just get going and just start rambling. And it it was nonsensical and it was halftime it was incoherent. But you've got Mean Gene keeping a straight face interviewing him it it was awesome he was a pros pro he was outstanding and on our twitter page at detroit podcast 
I put up a YouTube video of one of the most classic promos ever delivered by Hulk Hogan when the NWO was formed. An underrated aspect was how quick-witted he was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hulk Hogan is announcing the NWO, all the shit's being thrown in the ring, and Hulk Hogan grabs Mean Gene, starts shaking him, and he goes, don't you touch me, I got a fleet of lawyers! And uh, (laughs) it was something where, you know, the guy was just special, and it sucks that he passed away, but... You know what? A life great lived, and he'll be memorialized on probably upcoming episodes of Raw and SmackDown, and we'll get a chance to relive some great interviews and some of those segments with The Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and all the great people that he interviewed. Yeah. I mean, Gene was, was exceptional. So did you go to Monday Night Raw? That was taped well, so on here, here, the 28th? Here's the deal. Raw and SmackDown were both taped, and I'm holding in my hands my tickets for Monday Night Raw that was filmed at Little Caesars Arena on Friday night at 7.30. I have in my hands row one, seats 15 and 16 for section F1. Guess who did not get to go to Raw and did not get to take advantage of these outstanding tickets that Bushman gave me? Guess who? This guy. Guess who's pissed off about that? This guy. Sometimes real life and sometimes work sucks balls. Absolutely horrible. I had plans to go. I uh, was going to take my wife. I told her, I said, hey, I might be able to get tickets to Raw tonight. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Uh, Bushman surprised me, came down to to the DFN studios and laid these tickets down uh, on my laptop for me to go because I was talking to him because he interviewed Seth Rollins earlier that day. Uh, and Seth Rollins signed a, signed a Survivor Series chair. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, anyways. Bro, that's alongside, you know, the ring. Yeah. That's where if they get thrown out, you're going to be seen yes. if it's on the camera side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's camera side, bro. I'm, what, section 109 is, the, is, I think, where the camera's at. Yeah. You know, you have been on TV. I am, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm still pissed uh, about all of this uh, a week later. Oh, and man. it's all because some chick couldn't get her shit together. Like, she couldn't get her Roll work together one. and get it into me on time. She's supposed to have her stuff into me by 7 o'clock. She did not get it to me until 9 Two hours later, I was freaking out. I was pissed, pissed off. That's the worst feeling you can have is when something outside of your control totally happens. Yeah, it's totally not fair, bro. And I, but I gotta give you, I, you know, you gotta take you to task a little bit here. Once around, you know, seven o'clock hits and you realize that, bro, you gotta give somebody those tickets. You gotta give some. <laughs> run around the office and I, be I like, do, hey, I hey, did, you know what? Just go. Just go no, down no, there. You'll be an hour late, but you can still get I, down I there. I thought for sure I'd be able to get out of there by eight. Okay. And then I was like, okay, eight fifteen. Yeah. It was one of those things where I'm waiting yeah. for it to come in, and I keep checking, and it's not oh. here yet. And then it finally starts to come in at eight thirty, and I'm like, well, shit. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, what am I gonna do? There, there's nobody I can call because I, I work honestly from you. I work about an hour, yeah. hour and fifteen minutes away. Do you know what I'm saying? And then Man. you still have to go downtown. Man. So there was no, and there was nobody at the, at the, at the station at that time. Yeah. Everybody who was there was working. You got fucked. Yeah. Like, God. Big angry dildo in the butt. It was horrible, <laughs> dude. It was brutal. Anyways, let's talk about Raw. It was a pretty good Raw, I think. Uh, we opened up Raw with a, with a cage match. And it was a very, very good cage match. Uh, this was an awesome finale to the Dolph Ziggler Drew McIntyre saga. Ooh, it was really good. McIntyre totally dismantles Ziggler with two Claymore kicks and then the pin. And, and afterwards, he delivers another Claymore kick to Ziggler's head. But this time, Ziggler's head's pinned between the cage and a steel chair. So it was just epic. And then Ziggler leaves, or then McIntyre leaves and comes back to give Ziggler 
one more Claymore kick. This was an awesome blow-off match. This was an awesome way to finally end this saga. So Drew McIntyre can move on to something else. Dolph Ziggler can move on to something else. This was awesome. Now, here's the interesting part was, yes, it was taped on the 28th. Our friends at Breaking Down the Ring podcast basically went there and basically revealed everything that was going on. So I knew, but I did sit on New Year's Eve with the nephew and we did watch the entire Raw. Dude, you didn't just sit. You picked them up and you were spinning them around. Oh, yeah, I was wrestling. wrestling. We were wrestling. We were doing the collar and elbow tie-up. We were having a good time. But that part where they uh, where um, the chair was used, my nephew's like, and, and of course his dad hears it and he's like going to punch me in the arm. He's like, oh, that's awesome. When I'm mad at somebody, I'm going to use a chair and destroy their face. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. So I said like literally 100 times. Do not try this at home. Do not do this. I will get in big trouble mm-hmm. because they were like, why are you watching this? And that match was brutal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when your nephew's eight years old and he's really getting into it, I had a nephew, too, that's five years old, and he's like, he was enthralled. I got a, I got a great photo when Elias came on because his name is Elias. He's like, there's a guy named Elias? And I'm like, <laughs> great, great, great show. Even though uh, Breaking Down the Ring had the spoiler alerts, I still watched it, and it was a mm-hmm. great Raw. That match to start great cage mm-hmm. match good to start for uh, it, was, it was an Rock. awesome way to start yes uh we then get seth rollins cutting a promo this promo gets interrupted by trips they come down in, in, in what seems like it, it's going to be a throwaway promo but intertwined in all this and, and mixed in was triple h making the announcement that there will be no more automatic rematches which is important uh the automatic rematch was established to sometimes continue feuds and, and prolong feuds as they were getting things set up to, to continue. So no more of that. So no more auto rematches. So if you lose your belt, you then have to fight your way back to the top, which I think is awesome. Also, this set up Seth Rollins as the face of Raw. This really, at this point, there is no more Roman Reigns. So who's the next guy? It has essentially been bequeathed to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is now the face of Raw. He will assume the mantle that was promised to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is battling leukemia. So Seth Rollins is now the, the, the epitome of what Raw will be. And he's got, it's not automatic that he's going to get over again. Now he's over now, but remember, you're only as good as your latest feud. And that feud and match that he had with Dean Ambrose was very disappointing. Yes. It was expected that that match would deliver a lot more than it did. It mm-hmm. was a massive disappointment. You, a guy like Seth Rollins, with that much under his belt, cannot have feuds like that, especially if he's given the mantle, because I kind of feel like part of that promo that Triple H said was, prove to me mm-hmm. that you're not a bust. And he's got a big year ahead of him. He's yes. got to prove it, because there are a couple guys now coming in that might pass him real fast. EC3's got talent. you got Lars Sullivan that's supremely talented. You might have AJ Styles show up on Raw. So... In WWE, you're always in a prove-me state. It's time, Seth Rollins. Take the mantle and go. Yes. Let's go. Here's the ball. Run with it. Uh, through the course of this promo, we also get an announcement that we're going to have a battle royal for a shot at Dean Ambrose's IC strap later on in the night. Also, Seth Rollins will take on Bobby Lashley later on in the evening as well. Did you realize, I could not believe it, that certain wrestlers have not appeared on Raw for the entire year? It's nuts, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable that... You realize how fast a year happens. It's been a year since John Cena's been on television on SmackDown, and you realize, holy cow, you know, there are guys with, with great talent. Zack Ryder had to go out and tweet and say, I've not had a match in 2018 on Monday Night Raw. Zack Ryder, relegated to awesome. main event. It's it's not right. He's over. Mm-hmm. You got a chance to highlight that guy. He gets into the Battle Royal, but doesn't win it. Yeah. Uh, in the Battle Royal, we had the likes of Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Lucha House Party, uh, Titus O'Neil showed up, Apollo Crews, and Kurt Hawkins, as well as, like you said, Zack Ryder. Uh, this, was, this was called the Fresh Start Battle Royal. It was used to determine 
who's going to face Dean Ambrose later on in the evening. Apollo Crews' performance was pretty solid. He eliminated eight superstars. He ends up winning. I thought this was impressive, but at the same time, head-scratching, because why Apollo Crews? What's going on here? You have a guy like Finn Balor. You've got other big-name stars in this, but it's Apollo Crews. This is a guy who has had a very lackluster 2018 but I think if you look at it from that perspective, fresh start, mm-hmm. that's a guy that needs a little bit of a push. He Everybody else does. in that ring, you know, you could have gave it to Zack Ryder, maybe Mojo Raleigh, but the guy that probably is the most deserving of a fresh start and a push, Apollo Crews. He's got something if you can just get it out of him. Are you concerned that they're going to cram Apollo Crews down her throat now? Do you think he's going no. to be the new guy that they shove? No. What will happen is sometimes you just have to move the spotlight on somebody and say, can you get over? Now, one when he won the match... The crowd reacted. They yes. were happy. Zuzu liked it. Uh, my nephew really was like, oh, this guy's cool. Uh, my nephew, though, was a little bit – and, and I, th- I could see why Vince picks the guys that he likes, okay? My nephew saw Baron Corbin, and he saw Apollo Crews. And just on the television at eight years old, he recognized, dude, Baron Corbin's big. And so he saw it with his eyes, and he said, wow, I want Baron Corbin. He doesn't know if he's a good guy or bad guy. Just on appearance sake, right. uh, short, stocky guys, I think psychologically, just don't elicit emotion. And even when I described Drew McIntyre to my brother-in-law, I said, that guy's a guy that you know bosses like because he's big, he's got the look. That's a, that's a guy mm-hmm. that if, if I want to build a wrestler, is going to look like Drew McIntyre. And a guy like Baron Corbin draws your attention because of the way he looks. And so that's why I can see why Vince goes with that basic notion of tall guy, a little bit bigger, is just a little bit more marketable than a guy like Apollo Crews. But Apollo Crews can wrestle. He can do some moves. He can wrestle. It's just now the one aspect, can you get over with a personality with what you say? somebody as muscular as he is. He can move. He can move and he flies around the ring. But like in anything, can he bring out a character that can elicit emotion? Mm -hmm. Look, anybody can really become a technical wrestler. But if the light was shined on Bret Hart and he didn't become the talker that he did, if he didn't have quality matchups, if he didn't have that psychology in ring, and I think right now, what's happening it really in terms of this reset is they're just spotlighting different people. And they're like, okay, show us what you got. I think what they're doing is they're trying to gauge the temperature on yeah. all the wrestlers. Like, yeah. what do we have here? Show us. Who, who's over? Who's not over? Yeah. And, and where do we want to go? Who now, do we want to give the ball to? Apollo gets the mic, and I think it was a letdown what he said afterwards. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for the cause. It was just kind of more like a plain Jane promo. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be the next champ. Give me a chop. And I'm like, ah, it didn't do much. No, it really did fall. You got to when they give you that mic, You've you got to say something. Yes. And sometimes you got to go off script, but you got to say something that's going to make me remember you. But after that promo, I was like, ah, we know Dean. Wah, 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 we know Dean Ambrose is winning, right? Uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Ember Moon defeat the Riot Squad. Uh, Ember Moon wipes out Riot and Morgan on the outside on the floor. Bailey tags in and delivers a, a top rope elbow drop for a win. It was good. It's what it was. Uh, Lashley overwhelms Rollins early in, in their match. Uh, after a, a, a bit of back and forth, Rollins starts to knee his way into a comeback. Uh, ends up making a making Leo Rush nervous on the outside. Rush then intervenes and, and gets involved in this match. That drives Seth Rollins crazy, who then ends up on the outside and ends up taking a chair to Leo Rush. Bobby Lashley then gets involved. Seth Rollins takes a chair to Bobby Lashley. Rollins then gets DQ'd because he used the chair. So Lashley gets the win. But I thought this was an okay match. I thought this was good. It's moving whatever storyline along. 
Uh, I think this sets up nicely for for next week for Seth Rollins. No doubt, and you also protect Bobby Lashley because he's also needed a fresh start. Exactly. I like the Leo Rush angle, and uh, let's see what happens for Bobby Lashley, a guy Mm -hmm. that I think if you give him uh, a spotlight and make him the top heel, he can do it. Yes. Uh, Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers defeat Rhino and Heath Slater in a three-on-two handicap match. We then get the the Dean Ambrose-Apollo Crews match. So this match starts with a little bit of back and forth between the two. It started well enough. In the end, Ambrose hits Cruz with the dirty deeds to retain his title. Like you said, after Apollo Cruz grabbed the mic and spoke, it was kind of like, all right, cool. We know how this is going to end. Yeah. Uh, I think the best thing about this match was the beginning. We, like right. I said, some back and forth between the two, and you get the you, you knew what the finish was going to be. So exactly. it was just like, give us a decent match. It was decent enough. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Natalia defeat uh, Tamina and Nia Jax. This was a solid match. It was pretty decent. I'm surprised that, that well, I'm not really surprised. Ronda Rousey and Natalia get a good match out of both of these women who aren't very good. Nia Jax is not very good. <laughs> Tamina's not very good either. So for them to pull a solid match out of this is very impressive. Uh, in this match, uh, it ends when Natalia is fighting Nia Jax to the floor on the outside. Uh, Rousey ends up countering a uh, superfly splash and then turns that into her submission armbar and taps out Tamina. So I thought it was decent. Uh, this was a good main event. Overall, I thought this was a very solid Raw. It really feels like Raw is starting to pick it up, and they're investing back into Raw. Because Raw, for the longest time, just kind of – it was just a dumpster fire. Like, I hated watching Raw. And now at this point, I'm like, I really don't want to miss it. Like, if I miss it, it's going to suck, and, and and I'll be a little bit upset by it. Whereas before, I was like, okay, cool, I missed it, no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Did you feel the same, or, or no? Am I off here? I felt like it was a Raw that somebody that had front row seats would have enjoyed. Yes. And if they had a chance to go check it out, they would have had a good time. They would have cheered. They would have popped. They would have been uh, excited to go see it. So if somebody missed it, they should be very upset. It was Somebody's fun, pissed off. It was a good Raw. It, it moved things forward, and especially with Dude, Aaron. Especially with the dark match being Ambrose and Rollins in a cage. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. So Freaking pissed. Yeah. So mad. All right, let's go to SmackDown. We open SmackDown with a long... But very funny New Day promo. They end up announcing that Jeff Hardy will take on Samoa Joe next to compete. Whoever wins gets to compete in a fatal five-way to win a shot at the Royal Rumble to take on Daniel Bryan. So this match starts, and it's very solid. It's a very physical match. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, put Hardy to sleep with a coquina clutch and ends up punching his ticket to to compete in the fatal five-way match. Uh, Again, with the winner facing Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble. I thought this was solid. It was a good opening match. Uh, again, the the opening promo was a little bit long, but New Day does such a fantastic job, not just with physical comedy, but with delivering their lines and hitting their punchlines. Uh, Rusev ends up coming out to cut a promo, and that's when Nak- Nakamura sneaks he up behind him. He was over, too. The, the crowd was over. into. Dude, the crowd loves yes, him. Yes, yes. Uh, Nakamura sneak attacks him. Lana gets involved. She becomes collateral damage when Rusev kicks Nakamura. As Rusev's checking on Lana... Nakamura comes in and hits a Kinshasa on him. So this feud's going to continue. I liked it, and I felt like that's how you use Nakamura. Now you just got to find a way to get more heel out of this guy, and uh, it's got to be more than just insults and sneak attacks. You know, so maybe some psychological warfare, maybe some costing. Uh, maybe you have a situation in which somebody else gets the belt, and then you finish this feud out uh, at, at a pay-per-view. Next, we have Naomi taking on Sonya Deville, who gets a win with the help of Mandy Rose. The best thing to come out of this match was a t- uh, text message that you sent to me 
where Jay Uso should take all three of them on. Yeah. And I said, yes, I agree 110%. And I like the fact that, that, would that be hot. Manda Ro- uh, I like the fact that Mandy Rose is like, I sent this. Now, I think that they, if you're going to go down this road of sexuality, I was like, okay, that was nice with the towel, but mm-hmm. you could have, you know, spiced it up just a little bit. Wait, Bathing suit. No, no, no. The towel, no. towel's better. No. Towel's better, yeah. Because it shows she was naked at one point and she had to put that towel on. Don't be surprised if it gets a little bit more risque. I could see uh, the, the hand bra, like putting the arm over the boobs to cover them up. And her sending that, and that, that'll pop up on the Titantron. So good for her for embracing this role. And th- this looks like it's going to be an interesting storyline. I like this. I'm, I'm intrigued yes. by all of this. Uh, next, it, it, this is probably the best part of SmackDown. John Cena comes out. Now, John Cena needs to do something with his hair. His hair is a mess. It looks horrible on him. He needs to oh. cut that. He popped fun at his own hair, popped fun about not being there. He, he, he did a John Cena is awesome with a microphone. So John Cena comes out, and he basically begs for a match. Yes. Says, look, I'm here. I don't know why I'm here, but I need a match. Let's hit that music. Let's go. Whose music hits? Becky Lynch. It's the man. The man answers the bell. She comes down. They go back and forth, which was outstanding. Becky Lynch and John Cena. The best part about Becky Lynch is she did not shrink in the spotlight. No. She grew 10 feet tall. And she went head-to-head with John Cena, and that's hard to do. We've seen many, many wrestlers struggle on the microphone going up against John Cena. And the best she line she delivered was, if you know you continue to look at me that way, I'm going to... Nikki Bella won't be the only female that drops you this year. <laughs> yes, that was a great line. was great. Great line. Absolutely delivered great. well. Yes. Delivered perfectly. Yes. So while this is going on, Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas interrupt. And this sets up a mixed tag match. Now, this was a really fun match. I thought this match was very, very good. There was nothing exceptional about it, but I thought it was fun. The whole purpose of this match was to get Becky Lynch over. That, that, was, that was the main uh, instruction of this match. John Cena's going to cover Andrade Cien Almas after he did the five-knuckle shuffle and, and did the F5. As he's going to do this, Becky Lynch grabs him from behind and throws him through the ropes. Selena Vega comes in. And rolls up Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch kicks out, rolls through, and slips in the disarmor and gets the submission move. So you have a couple things happening here. One, she just threw the biggest star in WWE out of the ring so she could get the win. All right? Awesome. So kind of a heel move, but not real bad. She's still walking this line of this great character where she's super over with the fans, but she's kind of a heel, but she's kind of not. So awesome on her and great, great match planning here. On top of all that. Zelina Vega rolls her up, and in one fluid motion, she kicks out, rolls through, and slips in the disarmor for the win. It was, it was awesome to watch this match unfold. This match was incredible, from the setup with John Cena to the very, very end where Becky Lynch gets the win in the submission victory. It, it was great. From here, we go to the main event, which is the Fatal 5-Way. Now, throughout the night, you've had different promos with AJ Styles and Vince McMahon talking about, do we get the real AJ Styles? So AJ Styles starts this match super hot, showing off his new aggressive demeanor. In the end, this breaks down. We had a great exchange in the middle of the match between uh, Mustafa Ali and Rey Mysterio. This was capped off with a Spanish fly. In the end, AJ Styles hits a 450 splash from the side of the ring on Randy Orton for the pin. Yeah, baby. This was was awesome. It Mm -hmm. was a really, really good match. It was an awesome main event. It sets the scene for the Royal Rumble where AJ Styles will challenge 
uh, Daniel Bryan. SmackDown, I thought, was was outstanding. It was a great show. Uh, obviously, having seen the spoilers, one of the first things that people said was, AJ Styles won, AJ Styles won. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. I like the fact that he's going to get a push. And uh, look, like I said, he's had a year-long push anyway, and this is the guy that's the best to uh, start the year off with potentially a match that could be of, you know, any time that you put AJ Styles with Daniel Bryan, it could be a match for the ages. So at the Royal Rumble, I want to see it. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. In your opinion, in your assessment, which show was better? Now, this is a tough one, too, because I liked Monday Night Raw. It was entertaining, especially from the perspective of watching it with the kids. SmackDown probably was the better show, but I want to give Raw credit. I think for having shows taped on the 31st and the 1st, I think both were pretty much equal because of the fact that you got a chance to see a lot of things going on on Raw. SmackDown was good, but there were, again, some long promos. So I think Ty, to start the year, it would be okay. I think SmackDown was was just a smidge better. Um, and again, I think a, I think what SmackDown benefits from is it's only a two hour show. Yeah, for sure. The, the the three hour programming for Raw becomes really really difficult. Yeah, and you sometimes get these weird filler matches or you get these will weird filler promos, and sometimes it just drags on and on and on. Uh, I think SmackDown wins. They can get the point. No problem with that at all. But it, it's it's by a mere mere inches. Um, as far as match of the week, so my unbiased opinion, my unbiased opinion is the opening match on Monday Night Raw yeah, between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. This was outstanding. You would be entertained if you only had 10 minutes to watch. Jock's match of the week is Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. But, match. but, oh no, but, but my biased opinion, my biased opinion is John Cena and Becky Lynch being challenged by Zelina Vega and it's not a bad match either. just because of everything that took place with John Cena and Becky yeah. Lynch from the beginning. And it was a very, very fun match. This was one oh. of those matches that you could just watch and just be entertained. The turn. All right. So that's the match of the week for you. Uh, both, both. Can I give both? Yeah, Can I sure, do both please? Sure, no problem. So unbiased, go watch this one. Cause this <laughs> right. is awesome. Bias, go watch this one because I'm a Becky Lynch fanboy yeah, and I should. love John Cena. You should watch one match from each show. It's not a problem. Yeah, I, that's I don't know. I, I love I love Becky Lynch and I love John Cena. So John Cena came out, I damn near took my pants off. And then Becky Lynch came out, my pants were definitely off. Hit me with this week's pro wrestling news and notes. Okay, so quite a bit going on. All elite wrestling is going to happen. All elite. So elite. this is what is going on with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Okay, uh, they've got the backing with Shad Khan's son. Shad Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So all elite wrestling is a real thing. It was announced on January 1st. It's a legit thing. Uh, on on Instagram and on Twitter. What does this mean? What, what does what mean? What, now we got a new league that's... Yes. We, get, we have a new wrestling promotion. So you're saying this means we got a new wrestling promotion? Yes. Wow. Um, Cody Rhodes did not want to sign with WWE. He was done at ROH and done with New Japan. He's seen the success of All In and said, I'm going to do my own damn thing. Uh, Cody Rhodes posted on Instagram. This is where I got this from. I feel so damn lucky. I believe that more than talent, more than chance, work ethic, and that will work. Work ethic will guide me where I'd like to go. To be executive vice president of our new venture and to be flanked by Matt and Nick—that's the Young Bucks—and a few familiar names sharing this position is my dream job. I can't think of a time where so many wrestling top free agents all opted out of the road usually traveled, and instead wanted to start something new. I'm very excited to see AEW into existence. What's old isn't new. What's new is new. Perception is reality. Reality is reality. Fans first. So this this is going to be awesome. This seems like you've seen what they did with All In. 
this looks like it has a real shot to be something different than what you have going on with Monday Night Raw, what you have going on with Impact, what you have going on with ROH. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen here. They are doing a show called Double or Nothing. Uh, There is also some discussion with a television station for a TV contract, so we're going to have to keep tabs on this. Uh, Generally, wrestling promotions do not survive unless they have television. So we've got to see what's going to happen here. Jason David Frank. Do you remember him? So he was the green Power Ranger. Oh, okay. All right. He played Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers. He is set to make his pro wrestling debut for Laredo Wrestling Alliance in Laredo, Texas. Also, The Rock bought his mom a house for Christmas. Must, must be nice to be The Rock. Impact. Impact Wrestling. Their troubles are continuing. Yes. Um, depending on, on who you listen to and who you talk to, they'll try to spin it. But here's the deal. The company's leaving Pop TV, which was an awful TV network for them to be on in the first place. They're going to Pursuit, which is a television network. I don't know where you can get it or how you can get it. I'm not sure if you have it. I'm not sure if I have it. I have no idea where it's at. And here's the problem, okay? Because with Impact, you start realizing, okay, how are these decisions affecting the company? Mm -hmm. Okay, and you realize, what's the goal of having, uh, you know, being on television? To get people to see the product. So in consecutive years now, they've gone from channel to channel to channel. Mm -hmm. Now, have they gone to channels that have increased viewership? No. With each move to different channels, they're going to networks that have half the audience of the previous network that they were already on. So Pursuit currently has half the audience and is in half as many homes as the Pop channel. So this strategy is crazy. And and Pop Pop was was a hard channel to find for most people. I mean, if you had DirecTV, I know you had it because that's how I used to watch it. I got rid of DirecTV. So then I have Sling now. I don't have it. I don't know. You have uh, Dish, Dish Network. I, I'm looking for it. I don't think I've seen it. I, I don't know if you have it. So this is this has been, like you said, they have moved from, from channel to channel to channel. And with each move, they go to viewership that gets smaller and smaller. Ah, it's tough, man. Tough so times for them. with Pursuit, Pursuit is a channel that is owned by Anthem, which is the company that owns Impact. So basically, you couldn't sell your programming to another channel. Your company that owns you had to absorb you is basically what happened. And then do you do you when you look at it, do you know what else is on the Pursuit Network? No, I have no idea what's even on it. Oh, it's hunting, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the old um, uh, what is it like the the outdoors network or outdoors channel or whatever it was. The the what what became versus nuts, absolutely nuts. So the the reports are. Impact tried to sell this company to WWE. You remember a few months ago where there was uh, uh, Impact and was meeting with WWE execs? They were trying to sell Impact Wrestling to WWE. They tried to sell it to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks instead of them starting AEW, as well as trying to sell this to other programming and other television providers. Nobody wants this company. Nobody wants to buy this. So Anthem has to absorb it and put it on a, on a station, on a channel, that has small viewership. Do you think like, this like, is the beginning Comcast. I, of the so end weird. of Impact? There, there's a company behind it that has money. I just don't know what the hell they're trying to do. It's very perplexing. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I know that they, they have their own streaming network, and they try to push this as part of their streaming network, but I, I just don't get it. I think overall, for the most part, Impact puts on a decent product. I haven't watched in a little bit, but the few times I have tuned in, it, it's been good. It's not great, but I, I just I don't I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how this works. I don't know how this benefits you. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's weird, man. They got a lot of work to do, and now 
you probably are going to have a real hard time with AEW being in the mix. I think that's a good name, solid name. And with the experience of Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks in their marketing, these guys have already done it once. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that they're going to have struggles and things like that? But the big thing is these are These are three guys who got themselves over. Exactly. They got themselves over and they got their, their, their characters over. And so much so that they were able to host their own their own promotion because Dave Meltzer said, I don't think you can do it. Now, there is a difference between being talent and being management. And they'll come to realize that, okay, you know, getting uh, television deals, uh, working around uh, wrestler schedules, promoting the brand and uh, funds, it's going to be tough. But uh, if you can legitimately, and here's the first thing you got to do, you got to pinch a current star. And I think maybe a candidate that if they wanted to, if they could secure big funding, Make a play for AJ Styles. You get a television deal. If you can make it happen, boom, he comes off of WrestleMania, and you can get on television that first Monday, and you can, look, you're not going to compete with the Monday after WrestleMania, the Raw that takes place after WrestleMania, because that's usually when big shit happens and all that. But if you position yourself and you can get on television or you can uh, live stream something cool, AJ Styles showing up on your programming the day after WrestleMania, if his contract ends, that's probably a big get that will make some news that puts you on the map. AEW. That would be huge. You got to pinch a star because that's what, if you remember, uh, when Nitro came on the air, one of the first things that happened was uh, Lex Luger shows up and everyone was shocked. And then what started to happen was steadily WCW started pinching stars and then they started to go and compete. And I think you don't have to do a lot. You don't have to pinch the entire roster, but a couple stars, you know, maybe like a Zack Ryder. They, maybe like, be, they know, have to be guys who are Dolph in their Ziggler. Prime. No, nobody who's yeah. aged and over the hill. Now imagine, you know, could Dolph Ziggler be the Jericho of AEW? You know, you come in and you bring him in, you highlight him, you put a spotlight on him, and, you know, you got a guy that can maybe do something. Some that'd guys be, with, be cool. with a, a rocket ship strapped to their ass could do something. So I can't wait to see what AEW does. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. I think this is a good move for, for wrestling fans. It's a good move for for the wrestling industry. Uh, another another promotion is good because competition competition, yeah. competition breeds the best. So this is going to be fun to see. And one Hopefully piece, they get a TV deal. One piece of advice, don't go on Monday for five years. No. Just pick another day. Yep. You know, I would say, you know what? Maybe Wednesday smart, or a Thursday. Uh, SmackDown's going to Friday. Take over Tuesday. You know what? People yeah. are used to watching wrestling yeah. on Tuesday, 8 to 10. That's true. If you can find it, just right replace there. it right there. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, that's weird about what Impact's doing. Impact is going to Friday nights at 10 o'clock on Pursuit. So it's, <laughs> it's a bad time slot <laughs> yeah. on a bad channel. And, and, and why? And the thought process is, well, SmackDown's going to Fridays from desperate. 8 to 10. They're desperate. They're desperate. So we'll pick up whoever's still tuned in. Nobody wants to be tuned in on a Friday night. You know how much SmackDown yeah. I'm going to watch? It's all going to be DVR. Right, right. Because I got things going on on a Friday. Right. Get the hell out of here. Great kickoff to the year, Talking Professional Wrestling. I want to thank those that support the network and our podcast. I want to thank the Breaking Down the Ring podcast. Follow them on Twitter at BDRcast for all things social media related to the Breaking Down the Ring podcast. They air every single Wednesday live on the Podcast Detroit platform. Definitely check out Dennis Farrell at dennis 77 Farrell. Tune in on the 6th of January where his national wrestling program 
is syndicated nationally on 80 stations plus. Definitely look for Dennis and the things he's doing with the Wrestling Perspective podcast. His show airs uh, with PD Williams from Impact, so you can get some insights in, in, in regards to what Adam and I spoke about. Definitely Dennis is a good follow, and the work that he's doing, uh, we have shows on each other's networks, and it's a great working relationship. Love working with Dennis. Also, Wrestle Kingdom goes off tonight. Wrestle Kingdom, oh. I think Wrestle Kingdom 13 happens Ooh, tonight. What's it highlighted by? Uh, Anything big? I don't know. I haven't been paying a whole yeah. lot of attention to, to what's going on in New Japan. Um, I do know that Jay White is now the leader of the Bullet Club. Okay. Um, he's going to take on Okada for okay. the IWGP Championship. Wrestle Kingdom is a big NJPW show. It's so. massive. It's it's essentially the WrestleMania. All right. I'll look forward to a review from you uh, in the coming weeks on the podcast. Thanks, everybody. You can follow us on Twitter at Detroit Podcast. If there's an event, uh, definitely feel free to tweet at us. If there's anything going on in the world of wrestling, let us know. You can leave us a voicemail anytime, 248-579-8686. See everybody next week. Big angry dildo in the butt. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.